What's happening? A good Tuesday morning to all of you. Thanks for joining me. As always, it is very much appreciated. Elliot Wolf, the new personnel decision maker for the Patriots, spoke to the media just under an hour ago for the first time publicly. And let's start here. The very fact that Elliot Wolf spoke to the media is big, and it's big for several reasons. Transparency. I wrote about this at Boston Sports Journal a week ago. We want transparency from those who are making the decisions. We want to know who's making the decision, why they made the decision, and if they made the wrong decision to take accountability for that decision. The transparency, the accountability, that's what matters here. It's not about friendships between Wolf and the media. It's not about being buddies with the writers and the sports talk show hosts. It's about the transparency and accountability that that person takes for the fan base, the fan base that spends its hard-earned money. They want to know why certain decisions are made. They want to know who made those decisions. So here we are today on February 27th, the week of the combine. And for the first time in a long time, we had somebody representing the Patriots being transparent, giving us clear answers. Now, there are words and then there are actions. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Today's press conference tells me that Elliot Wolf is going to be successful at this job. I have no idea. You have no idea. But I am here to tell you, if you listened or watched the Elliot Wolf press conference, I just have to imagine you are like many other Patriots fans right now about to do cartwheels because of some of the things that Wolf had to say during this presser. We'll get into all of it. Thanks for joining me again. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Now, Wolf, I think he told us more in about 15, 16 minutes than we have learned in about 15, 16 years from this football team. Honestly, Wolf said more in 15, 16 minutes than Belichick has said in 15, 16 years. And again, that doesn't mean that Wolf is going to be much more successful than Belichick. It's just, I think, a look into how things have changed and how this program is going to be run and how these guys are going to operate and communicate to the fans and to the media, at least to begin. Of course, things can change. Of course, things can go bad. But right now, this is a front office that's ready to tell you how they feel and to take accountability for the decisions they're going to make. I thought Wolf, during this 15, 16 minutes, was concise. I thought he was direct. I thought he was forthright. And I thought, most importantly, he was clear. There wasn't much to read from the tea leaves as Wolf spoke. I thought he was very clear. So let's get into what Elliot Wolf had to say at this press conference at the Combine in Indy. Several things I thought, if you're a Patriots fan, you should be happy about. But let's start with what should fans expect from an Elliot Wolf-led department, okay? So what should we expect from an Elliot Wolf front office? Wolf said, quote, and all of this is paraphrased. That was literally typing it as he was saying it. Getting players that fit our culture. Okay, that's pretty much cliche, run-of-the-mill stuff. But then he gets into the good. And, and when you're listening to this, you're listening to me or you're listening to it from Wolf, this should get you excited as a Patriots fan. Physical skills. We need to weaponize the offense. How many times have we sat around over the past four or five years talking about this offense needing more weapons? 
talking about this offense needed more explosivity. We looked at teams like the Miami Dolphins with Hill and Waddle. We looked at the Chargers with Allen and Williams. We looked at the Chiefs of yesteryear with Hill and Kelsey. We looked at what the Bengals did for Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. And we sat there as Patriots fans and we sat there as Patriots media hoping, clamoring that this team would somehow weaponize the offense. And here is Wolf saying, what you can expect from our front office is to weaponize the offense. That's music to the ears. That gets me dancing. That gives me the good vibes, everybody. Weaponize the offense. Exactly. Exactly what you want to hear. How about defensively? Wolf said, we need to be faster and more explosive on defense. Before I started this podcast daily, this solo venture, I host the podcast with Greg Bedard, right? The Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles. I've been doing that for the last three or four years. And I can tell you that Greg and I have been talking about the lack of explosiveness defensively that we've seen, the lack of speed, the capability of going sideline to sideline. Now, the Patriots have improved athletically on that side of the football the last couple of years, but they still need to get better. So to me, these are bullseye comments from Elliot Wolf. Weaponize the offense faster, more explosive on defense. Height, weight, speed, playmaking ability. There will definitely be an emphasis on those things. Emphasis on playmakers. Emphasis on explosiveness. Emphasis on speed weaponizing this offense for whoever the quarterback is. These are exactly the kinds of things when we've looked at this football team post Brady that we've all wanted, that we've all asked for, that we all saw with our two eyes trying to figure out what in the blue hell is this front office and Bill Belichick watching because we're watching an offense that is not weaponized. We're watching an offense that has not much speed. We're watching a defense that's not fast enough sideline to sideline consistently enough. Exactly what you want to hear. How does Elliot Wolf's roster building philosophy differ from Belichick's philosophy? Here's what Wolf said more reliance on playing young players, develop from within. He later said that there's certainly more of an open, less of a hard ass type vibe in the building. People want a different. People would ask me, Nick, if you brought in Elliot Wolf, right? If you promoted Wolf, then what's the difference? He's been in the front office with the Patriots. He's been with Belichick for the last few years. And I had said, oh, it's going to be different. Elliot Wolf's a different guy, different personality. I said the same thing about Gerard Mayo. Do not give them the guilt by association tag. Rip it off their chest. Don't do it to them. Let them show us who they are by what they do, how they talk, how they walk, what their actions are, right? Because there's words versus actions. But Wolf sitting here telling us, this is going to be a completely different vibe, folks. I mean, he said it. He said it clearly. Less of a hard-ass type culture. You can't be more direct than that. You can't be more concise or clear than that. We're not going to be a bunch of old-school hard-asses with these young players. We're going to play these young guys. We're going to allow them to develop. The personality of this team is doing a complete 180 in front of our eyes. I don't know how much more change you might have wanted than you have gotten in the past six weeks. 
This is all change, full of change, a complete 180. And let's remember, if you're going to play young players more, we have to be ready for the inevitable mistakes to happen. And the Patriots are in a place to deal with that. Coming off of a four-win season, you make mistakes, you make mistakes. But they're going to play their guys. Remember Pop Douglas last season? Remember the fumble against Miami and how Pop was benched immediately? And he pretty much was put in mothballs for the next couple of weeks? I don't anticipate that happening with this Patriots coaching staff and with this Patriots approach and philosophy. You play your young players. When you listen to Elliot Wolf say that we're going to have more reliance on playing young players, can you imagine? Because we know Gerard Mayo said last week that he and Wolf are aligned when it comes to philosophy. Can you imagine what Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf, and some of that coaching staff was thinking last year when Pop Douglas was sat down because he fumbled the football after a very, very good play by Bradley Chubb. They must have been pulling their hair out. We're benching Pop Douglas because of a fumble? I just, I don't think you'll see that. If you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and he fumbles in week three, I don't think Marvin's taking a seat. I think Marvin is staying out there playing football. Let's get to the grading system. We talked about the grading system changing, right? That story came out a couple of weeks ago. Alonzo Highsmith joining the front office. Elliot Wolf confirmed that today, called him a senior-level executive. Highsmith coming into this front office to work with Wolf hand-in-hand and that they were changing the old Belichick grading system and that they were going to go towards more of the Green Bay grading system. And I thought what Wolf had to say about the grading system was very telling. Before I continue, If you like this kind of stuff, this breaking news podcast, Elliot Wolf speaking for the first time, do me a favor and give me that like. Every like matters. Take a second of your time. Click the thumbs up on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, Twitter slash X, you can like this pod as well. And if you're watching video on demand, you can still give us that like. Click that thumbs up. And if you're listening on Spotify and Apple Pods, you can also rate and review. And don't forget I said this yesterday. A week from next Monday, so what, 13 days, March 11th, I will be launching a Patreon page for a small monthly fee, bonus content. Not going to impact this pod that we do every day. It's just going to be bonus content for all of you that want that. So like, comment, subscribe, rate and review. Be on the lookout for the Patreon page that will be launching on March 11th. I'll have more details on that next week as far as what you can expect content-wise, from that page. And, of course, Super Chats are open. If you want to jump to the front of the line, if you have a question or a thought on what Elliot Wolf said, you can send your Super Chat and you contribute to the program as well. All right, let's get back to the business at hand. As far as the grading system, this was fascinating to me. And I don't think this is football nerd stuff. I think if you're just a layman, if you're a casual fan, you still will understand what Wolf is saying here. But here's here's what Wolf had to say. With the grading system. It's a little bit similar to what we did in Green Bay. He then went on to say previously, talking about the Bill Belichick grading system, previously, it was this is what the role is. This is more value-based. Let's stop right there. This is what the role is. That was how Belichick's grading system worked. You see a guy... What role is that guy in? 
how does he fit with this football team? That was how the front office did their job. That's what Belichick believed in. What Elliot Wolf is telling us is that this is more value-based. This isn't about getting the perfect fit on your team. It's about finding the most valuable player that is there. Here's what he continued to say. It makes it easier for scouts to rate guys, to stack them in regards as this guy's the best, this guy's the worst, everything in between. Rather than more nuanced approaches, it accounts value better and makes it easier for the scouts in the fall and spring to determine where guys will get drafted. Here is the translation. Underline it. Highlight it. Put it in bold. Scream it to your friends and family and coworkers. Here's what Wolf is telling us. We are no longer reaching for players in the draft. That's what that means. That's the translation. When you talk about trying to find the specific fit of a player in the draft, when you talk about being more value-based, when you talk about it making it easier for players to get stacked before the draft, when you talk about making it easier for the scouts in the fall and the spring to determine where guys are going to get drafted, what Wolf is telling us is we know, we understand that in years past, we were drafting Cole Strange in the first round. We know that we drafted Joan Williams to cover tight ends in the second round and blew that pick because we were more focused on the fit on that specific football team versus is that the best damn guy that we can draft right now? Hallelujah. That's what Elliot Wolf told us when he's talking about the grading system, when he's telling us that it's more value-based versus what the role is, and it's going to lean on scouts. He's going to approach the draft more best player available then who can help this team right now, today? That's what he's going to do. More on the system, he said, you know, it's more about the process. This process is a lot more collaborative. Hear from the scouts more. That is critical. More than one voice in the room. We're actually going to bring the guys in and gals that have done the work on these college players, and we're actually going to give them a voice in the room. We're going to listen to what they have to say. We're going to take their advice. We're going to make this system easier so these scouts can tell us who's actually good. Not who could be your slot corner. Who is actually a good football player? Let's start there. And that's what Wolf is preaching. Decide what's best for the team at the end of the day. But he's telling us we're going to listen to scouts more often. This system has changed to get away from the tightly stringent role-defined drafts of the past. We are opening this puppy up. So when you think about Wolf telling us about this new grading system, and again, translation is, we ain't reaching. And you think about what he had to say as far as what to expect from an Elliot Wolf-led front office, more explosive and faster on defense, weaponizing the offense. How can you not be excited? Again, the actions will tell us if this actually happens or not. But how can you not be excited from Elliot Wolf sitting there today telling us we're going to weaponize the offense, we're going to get faster and more explosive on defense, and we're getting away from a system as far as the draft goes that handcuffed us? 
and resulted in us reaching for a number of players when we could have had better options available to us. All right, before we continue, don't forget, give us that thumbs up. Takes one second of your time. Like, comment, and subscribe. Trying to hit 2,250 subscribers by the week of free agency, which is, what, 13 days away. It's going to take a major push from you. And the way you can help is by liking, commenting, and subscribing. Louise with a super chat jumping in. $50 super chat. I appreciate you, Louise. No questions today. Thanks for your pod every day. Love this. Count on me for the Patreon. Well, I appreciate you, Louise, the kind words. Can't wait to get the uh, Patreon going again. It's going to be for a small monthly fee. I'm not going to ask for a ton of money. It's all going to be bonus content, extra stuff. We're not going to do the same old, same old. We're going to do bonus content. And I think that uh, you guys and gals are going to enjoy the options that we have as far as the bonus content coming your way. More details on that next week. This should be music to the ears of every Patriots fan and follower. All right, as far as, now we, we have an idea as to what kind of player Wolf's looking at. We have an idea as to the grading system and how they're going to get to that player. I thought what was next was the power structure. We've been talking about Jonathan Kraft. We've been talking about Robin Glazer. People have wondered whether or not if Elliot Wolf was going to actually be the person who makes the final call and the final decision, et cetera, et cetera. Wolf was asked about cap space and the third overall pick. And he was asked specifically about ownership's role. Here's what Wolf had to say. They, talking about Robert and Jonathan, they prefer to stay out of football. They're very supportive. Anything we need, we've got in a lot of ways. They have opinions which they'll share. Ultimately, it's down to Gerard and I. Now, we all expect ownership to have opinions. They should have opinions. They own the football team. I just don't want Jonathan Kraft on the night of the draft walking into the war room saying, I want that guy at three, and that's who we're drafting because that's who I want. That's when you've got issues. Let ownership talk. Let ownership have their opinions. Let ownership get updated by the front office and coaching staff. It's all fine. I mean, it's their team. That's what should be happening. They should be getting information as time goes on. They're the ones that built the stadium. They're the ones that spend the money. But I thought, again, Wolf was very clear. He's very direct. Ownership doesn't want to be involved in football. They're going to be supportive. They'll have their opinions, but they're not getting involved in our work. Translation, Jonathan Kraft is not bullying his way into the draft war room. Again. Actions versus words. We can go only go off of what we're hearing today from Elliot Wolf, but he's telling us the Crafts are not going to be involved in football decisions. Robert Kraft has said that. Gerard Mayo has said that. Elliot Wolf has said that. They have all said that is not what's going to happen. He also talked about, you know, we have anything we need, which tells me, yeah, we got money to spend. Robin Glazer. A lot of people have been asking about Robin Glazer. Some people in the media did not like how Gerard Mayo handled the Glazer question at the press conference a week ago. Here's what Wolf said about Glazer. Good resource, continues her role as legal counsel, helps with day-to-day things that need to be taken care of. Here's my translation. She's not a football ops person. She's legal counsel. 
and she helps us on a day-to-day basis with the things that she can help us with, i.e. contract language, some of the negotiation stuff, some of the interview process, to be a, a liaison, I'm sure between the football ops and the coaches and all of these interviews. So Elliot Wolf, according to Wolf, Robin Glazer, she's legal counsel. That's what she's been. That's what she's going to be. She's helping us day to day with things that need to be taken care of. I don't take that as football decisions. I take that as, hey, this contract needs to be ironed out. Can you help us, Robin? Can you get this thing signed, sealed, and delivered? Thank you. Hey, the league came up with a new rule. Can you look at that? Can you do some research on that? Thank you. Hey, we got the Rooney rule. Do we need to know anything that's been added? with? That's her role, according to Elliot Wolf. He also hit on the collaborative effort, said Coach Mayo, Matt Groh, they're going to be involved, but the million-dollar thing he said, He talked about collaboration, but he said at the end of the day, someone has to make the pick, and that will be myself. Boom. What more do you want to hear? He's hitting all the right notes. I mean, this is is Prince during halftime of the Super Bowl. This is a performance, a virtuoso performance from Elliot Wolf. He is saying everything I want to hear. Now, is he talking me into believing? He's talking me into believing that he sees things like many people have seen things over the past few years and how it's going off the rails here. He still has to actually do the job. But as far as what he had to say today, my man is hitting all the right notes. My man is like Adele. Not a chink in the armor in that voice. Hitting all the notes. Telling me everything I want to hear. I mean, I want to take him out to a movie after this press conference. I want to take him out for a drink. I wish I was an indie. Buy this man a beer or whatever he drinks. So explosive players weaponizing the offense. Defensively, faster, more explosive. Grading system. That is not going to look for, you know, exclusive handcuffed fits. Not reaching anymore. The idea of, of being less hard-ass of a culture, less hard-ass of a vibe to, to relate to the current players. Ownership not involved. Robin Glazer, legal counsel. Who's making the final call? Me. The buck stops with me. He said it clearly. Coach Mayo, Matt Groh, we're going to have. We're going to have a collaborative process. But at the end of this day, someone has to make the pick, and that will be myself. How long have I said that? Since the beginning of this podcast, right? I have been saying, fans need to know who's making the call, and you need to be clear about it. You go back to the Gerard Mayo introductory press conference when Robert Kraft said, we're going to have somebody who is going to be the decision maker. You all will know who that decision maker is, and that decision maker will be known before big decisions have to be made. Check, check, chickity check. Elliot Wolf is the guy in charge. Elliot Wolf said today, the buck stops with me. Elliot Wolf 
is saying that at the NFL Draft Combine. Before free agency, before the draft, we have the guy leading the front office, and he's taking accountability on day one with the media. The buck stops with me. I am making the pick. Devin Allen, Super Chad, have you listened to the Shefty Pod with uh, Drake May? I have not yet. I've I've read the excerpts. I've seen some of the uh, sound bites on TV, NBC Sports Boston last night. I have not listened to it in its entirety. I hope to get to that at some point today or tomorrow. But appreciate the Super Chat, Devin. All right, so what did Wolf have to say about the quarterback position? We'll get to that in a moment. want to remind you, we're going to launch a Patreon on March 11th. Small monthly fee, bonus content only. We're not going to impact this pod and what we do on a daily basis. But if you want more of what we give, we'll be starting a Patreon on March 11th. Don't forget to continue to build this program by liking the video, commenting, and subscribing. Trying to hit 2,250 subscriptions by free agency week. It's going to be very difficult to do, but I believe we can do that. If you like an alternative, this is what we're trying to do here. You know, I personally find a lot of echo chambers in New England sports talk. A lot of the same people on radio, same people on TV. And I've I've seen and I've heard people post it to me. People said it to me when I used to work at 98.5 and WEEI. A lot of people out there would say, we want something new. And many people believe that I was different than what you hear on a regular basis. So we're trying to be that alternative You can help us do that by liking, commenting, subscribing. Again, Patreon starts March 11th. Spotify, Apple Pods, rate and review. All right, importance of the quarterback. Let's get to QB talk. Here's what Wolf had to say about the quarterback position. When you look throughout the league, most of the quarterbacks are first-rounders. There are exceptions to be had. I think he named Dak Prescott and, and one or two other guys. But. I think the league-wide understanding of how important that position is and to have someone to help you get over the hump has changed league-wide. Here's the translation. Here's what I take from that. If we love a guy, we are taking a quarterback at number three, or at least in the first round. I don't know if Wolf would be open to trading down and drafting a quarterback, but the way he handled that question tells me, If there is a quarterback that they love at number three, they're picking that guy. Again, when you look throughout the league, most of the quarterbacks are first-rounders. There are exceptions, but the league-wide understanding of how important that position is have someone to help you get over the hump. I.e., the entire NFL knows the best shot for you to win football games consistently is to have a talented quarterback from the first round that you loved, you picked, and you developed. If we love a guy, we're taking a guy at number three, at quarterback. That's what I took. Because as far as probability, Wolf is telling us, it gives you the best chance to win at the NFL level if you land a quarterback that works out from the first round. Clear, concise, direct. As far as the options they have at quarterback, Zappy and Mac and draft and all of that, Wolf said, I'd say there's a lot of options on the table. We're not going to be a program that's going to be talking about these guys through the media. Love it. Love it. No more narratives about the quarterback. No more throwing the quarterback under the bus. 
We're not going to deal with this stuff in the media. We're going to deal with this stuff behind closed doors. He said, do what's best behind the scenes. Try to do the right thing for the team. So Wolf's telling us, as far as quarterbacks go, we got a lot of different options, and that's good. You want flexibility right now. We're two months away from the draft. You want all the options on the table. Will you trade for a quarterback? Will you sign a quarterback? Will you draft a quarterback? Where will you draft that quarterback? All of those things right now, I truly believe, Wolf, because we're just during the combine week talking about where they are. I mean, I don't think there are hard decisions made on any quarterback path right now on February 27th. The options are open. The flexibility is there. I also thought this was interesting. How do you evaluate a quarterback? Wolf said, quarterback needs to be somebody who elevates teammates. Somebody that guys are willing to play for. Leadership. And he said, you know, obviously they'd have to have physical talent or we wouldn't be talking about them. Then he said, body language. Body language on the field is very important. Physically pointing at somebody said, everyone is looking at the quarterback. I could not help myself but think of Mac Jones when he was saying this. Mac Jones in 2022, right? Visibly angry, visibly angry at his teammates, visibly angry at his coaches. Terrible body language. Last year, terrible body language. Looked like somebody who just absolutely tapped out against the Colts on the bench, on the sideline, looking like he he was just going to cry himself to sleep. And I remind you, you know, I was a Mac guy. I was a Mac guy. But here is Elliot Wolf telling us body language means something. I mean, I don't know how you hear that from Elliot Wolf and not relate it to Mac Jones the last two years with all the body language stuff, physically pointing at somebody. I mean, Wolf said that. <laughs> he said physically pointing at somebody. We saw this from Bailey Zappi too, towards the end of the season being frustrated with his receivers, throwing his hands up, motioning at them. So I, I, don't, I don't doubt at all that Wolf is, is looking at Mac Jones saying, yeah, he either has to drastically change if we're going to keep him or that guy ain't it. More on the quarterback mentality. This week is about talking to the right people and asking the right questions. Might be here or at a later date at a pro day. And then he said this, we have to determine who can handle being the quarterback of the New England Patriots, and I love that. We got to get a dog. We got to get somebody who's mentally tough. This is New England. It's Boston. These fans don't screw around. The media is brutal at times. We need somebody who can handle that. Who's tough enough mentally? And I, I think, you know, Wolf sitting there saying we have to determine who can handle being the quarterback of the New England Patriots. That's all about approach. That's all about maturity. That's all about leadership. That's all about body language. It's not about talent. Can this guy throw a football through a wall? Yeah, he can. Great. But does he have the Jay Cutler-like mentality? Got to get a dog. What did Wolf have to say about Michael Wenu's free agency? We'll have that in a minute. First, like and subscribe. Rate and review. We are the alternative to the echo chambers that many of you are tired of hearing in the local media. We're just trying to do things differently here. I'm not telling you 
that those people do things wrong. They're highly successful at what they do. We just approach this differently. And if if you want the alternative to the way some things are done elsewhere, I personally feel, and I'm biased, I'm very biased, it's me. (laughs) Names on the pod, where am I looking, pointing? I think this is the alternative. Like, comment, subscribe. Appreciate you. All right, Owenu, another important thing. I mean, Elliot Wolf had so much to say today. Uh, here's what he had to say about Mike Owenu and the agent situation. Doesn't impact us. Mike's a core player for us. No secret we want to try to keep Mike. It's going to be a little wrinkle to deal with Mike because of the agent thing. Certainly someone we view as a cornerstone for us. Can I just take a minute? If you're watching, I'm just leaning back. Lean back. Lean back. I'm I'm leaning back for a minute for emphasis. Making a silly face. Mike's a core player for us. We view him as a cornerstone. No secret we want to try to keep him. I mean, what else does Elliot Wolf have to say to the media today that would lead you to believe that they see Mike Wenu as a major piece of the puzzle and that he is a priority for this football team? What else does he have to say? No secret we want to try to keep him. He's a cornerstone. He's a core player. Sounds like they are not afraid of paying Mike Wenu. Now, they're trying to peg the value, I think, between guard and tackle. But Elliot Wolf did not come across today as somebody who's scared to pay Mike Wenu. He did not come across as somebody who doesn't want Mike Wenu. And for people saying what else is he supposed to say, he could say a lot of different things than calling Mike Wenu a cornerstone, calling him a core player, and saying there's no secret we want to keep him. And that, that is blatantly telling us that they want Mike Wenu on this team. You don't call a guy a cornerstone unless you believe he's vital to the program. So I thought that spoke volumes as far as how they see Owenu fitting in with this football team. And you wonder, did did Owenu get rid of his agent because the agent was trying to get every single solitary last cent? I don't know. You know, was the agent driving for every penny and Owenu just wants to stay? We'll have to wait and see. But Elliot Wolf did not sound like somebody who was walking away from Michael Wenu. Now, Wenu might get paid through the nose, and it might get to an outrageous price where the Patriots say, We just can't, we just can't do that. We can't pay, you know, 20 plus million a year for five years. We can't give a Wenu a hundred million dollar contract. You might get to that point, but I don't think there's any doubt that Elliot Wolf looks at Owenu and says, this guy is somebody we want on our football team. As far as the franchise tag, he said all options are on the table. And again, he doubled down. We definitely want to keep Mike and Kyle. I mean, and I'm not telling you that they're going to keep them. Again, actions versus words. But when's the last time we heard Bill Belichick go out there and say, we definitely want to keep this player. This guy's a cornerstone. This guy's a core player for us. It's no secret we want to keep him. When's the last time you'd have that amount of transparency about any player on this football team? Whether you like it or you don't like it, it just shows 
We're in the middle of a drastic, drastic change. Things are being done very differently. So Wolf says we definitely want to keep Owenu and Duggar. Hope to work with both of their agents to continue to work to make that happen. And his comments, his comments about Owenu, his comments about Duggar, comments about the franchise tag, he's being consistent because those go hand in hand with what he said earlier in the press conference when he talked about developing from within. The philosophy, the Green Bay philosophy. Play the younger players. Rely on those young players more often. Develop those young players. And then when those players are developed, you extend those players and you keep them because they help the culture. And so what Wolf is saying here about Owenu and Duggar, it marries with what his philosophy is. Draft good players, develop those players to be even better. And when you get to that stage, keep those players in-house, extend those guys. Therefore, I want to extend Owenu and Duggar. On free agency, Elliot Wolf said, we're going to aggressively help the team. Take that however you want. Try to do what's right. Whether that's spending or saving, that's TBD. I think what Wolf is telling us here is we're not going to go like, you know, delirious. We're not going to deliriously overpay for people, but we have money to spend and we are going to be aggressive to upgrade the talent on this team. I mean, I just, I don't want to sit here and get too far. I'm not going to throw a parade. I'm not telling everybody to get the duck boats ready. It's going to be a long rebuilding process, right? If you win seven games this year, I think we should be happy with that, depending on what the offseason looks like. But what I can say unequivocally is if you had any doubt about Elliot Wolf and what his philosophy was, what kind of players he's going to target, how he's going to target those players, where the team stands with ownership and who's making the final call and the power structure of this program. If you had any of those questions, if you had questions about Michael Wenu or Kyle Duggar or spending money, the franchise tag, if you had any questions, I don't know how much more Elliot Wolf would have had to say during this press conference to answer your questions directly and clearly. If anybody, if anybody in the media walks away from this press conference complaining about not getting enough information. They're full of it. They're absolutely full of it. Because what we got during this press conference was exactly what I wanted, and I think exactly what you wanted. Went in-depth on the quarterback. Went in-depth on the, on the grading system and how it differs from the Belichick system. Went in-depth about the culture and not being hard asses anymore. I mean, what else did you want from Elliot Wolf? He gave you everything in 15 minutes that you needed. This was chicken soup for the football soul. If you have been struggling over the past four years, dealing with some of the things that we've all had to deal with, the idea of not keeping your own talented players. The idea of drafting those talented players and not reaching anymore. 
attacking on offense and defense, getting athletes, but athletes that can play the game. A collaborative effort, but I'm making the final call. I honestly don't know what Elliot Wolf could have said that would have made you feel any better about how you feel right now. I just, I don't know what he would have had to say. The bar is way too high. If you wanted more, Matthew Murphy, like what I heard a lot, really hoping Wolf can stick around after the draft. Don't want him getting offended if slash when the crafts are forced to conduct outside interviews. Well, Matthew, uh, they won't have to conduct those outside interviews if they continue to play the games with the titles. And Wolf was asked about his title today, and it's the same title that he had last year when his role has obviously changed, but he still has the title. And I think that's because the, the crafts want to give Elliot Wolf every opportunity to prove himself. Go out and do the job. You've got the third pick overall in the draft. You've got a ton of cap space to utilize. Go out and knock our socks off. And you have to imagine that Wolf is fully aware of the situation and that eventually they might bring another outside voice in to help him or have conversations with others. I'm sure he's prepared for that. But what Elliot Wolf has to focus on is just doing a good job. If Elliot Wolf has a really good offseason, Elliot Wolf won't have to worry about losing a job or being demoted or any of that. Young Power points out what I pointed out a little bit earlier on the show. Did you hear Wolf say they changed the grading system? Yep. And he went into full detail. The previous grading system was, this is what the role is. The current grading system is, who's a good football player? Make it easier for scouts. Rob D., I admire and appreciate the openness from the new regime. We were starving for some transparency after Belichick. We will not know how good they are for three or four years. However, patience is key for fans. Yes. That's why I say, look, actions versus words. Elliot Wolf said all the right things today. He went in-depth about a number of different categories that we've discussed on this podcast, answers that we wanted. And he gave us those answers. He gave us a lot of those answers. But inevitably, as he would say, at the end of the day, which is a Gerard Mayo favorite too, at the end of the day, inevitably at the end of the day, it's the actions. Do they follow up what they say? Will we see reaches in the draft? Will they be tight with money if they have an opportunity like last offseason to sign DeAndre Hopkins to a very fair deal and walk away? Actions will speak the volumes. But I love what I heard. And I do think a lot of people have been waiting. Nolan says this will be a day long remembered. If everything works out, yes. If everything doesn't work out, yes. <laughs> we will go back to today and we will look at everything that Wolf said. But that's the point, isn't it? That's the point of transparency. It's not about friendships with the media. It's about transparency. It's, a it's about taking accountability. Because now, if the Patriots royally screw up this draft, we have video and audio of Elliot Wolf sitting in front of the media in the football world saying, I'm making the pick. Buck stops with me. Now we can look at Wolf and hold him accountable, good or bad, for what happens this offseason. Real Nighthawk said, Elliot Wolf said a few things that stood out today. Biggest one for me, it's going to come down to Gerard and I. Yep. It's going to come down to Gerard and I. 
He's making the final call. He'll get with Gerard. And as Gerard said last week, and we talked about it in depth, you can check out the podcast, prior pods on the channel, subscribe. Don't forget, comment, like, and subscribe. All the likes mean the world to me. More likes means more eyeballs, rate and reviews, Spotify, Apple Pods. So to take the uh, world over in our little section, our little corner of that world. But yeah, we, we've talked about this with Gerard Mayo during the coordinator's press conference. He told us he and Wolf see things the same. Philosophies align. They hit it off day one. Sounded like somebody was ready to get married, but that's good. You want your head coach and you want the guy who's making the final call or the woman who's making the final call in the front office to align, to agree on things. They don't have to agree on everything, but to agree is good. Marilyn says, we'll have to try to find it online so I can listen in full. Very easy, Marilyn, very easy. You can go to YouTube, Patriots, Patriots YouTube channel. Had the press conference live today, so it's up there, and it's ready to be viewed. I think it's about 18 minutes long. So if you want to check it out in full, again, this is all stuff that I paraphrased, try to get as much detail as I could as I was typing it out, listening, knowing how to do a pod in about 20 minutes. But there's more. I mean, he said more. He said more. This is just part of what he said. He said more at that podium. So you can check it out. Patriots uh, YouTube page. They've got it there. If you want to listen in full. All right, I'm out of here. Hopefully all of you enjoyed this. Don't forget to like comment, subscribe, Patreon bonus content starting March 11th. So 13 days away, not going to impact this pod or the Greg Bedard pod. It's extra content for all of you that like what we're doing here. That starts on March 11th. Comment, like subscribe. If something big breaks later, of course, we'll be here for it. But until tomorrow, 11 a.m., this has been the Nick Cattle Show. And I once again say I appreciate y'all.